Hi, it's Jesse, and this is a shout out to everyone who jumped on JoeFresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jesse Collection is out now in select stores and at joefresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on Phone a Friend. I survived a photo shoot with three children and my non-model husband. It's just Ken at the Oscars. Literally just Ken. Elder millennials, you won't believe what song is climbing to the top of the charts. And Whitney Port tells all. I know I say that a lot about guests, but I mean it this time. I loved bongs. <laughs> I do not love butt sex. No one else, no one else can feel this episode for you. Only you can let it in. Now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Girl. Let's phone a friend with Jesse Crookshake. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank. I've released my inhibitions. I have also actually literally driven from Palm Springs just now, directly from Palm Springs to this microphone to record this mid-season banger. Wrong sound effect. <laughs> wow, really starting it off flawless. That was meant to be a DJ Airhorn sound effect, obviously. We're off to a strong start. And this is going to be a strong mini episode with Whitney Port because for the first time, we are dropping 
our unedited conversation. And I have to tell you, like, after having Whitney on the podcast and loving her so much during this chat, she really talks about everything. She tells me about doing drugs during the hills, meeting her husband covertly while filming the city. She talks about the sex tape, like, actually answers my question earnestly about the sex tape. She's so unguarded and hilarious. I thought, like, I need to be friends with her IRL. So we reconnected recording this conversation, and now we've become close and we live blocks away from each other and our boys play together, and it's just been, like, so nice to have her back in my life. So more on that in a moment. First, let me just fill you in on this little jaunt I just took to Palm Springs because it was not to relax in the sun. It was not for a romantic getaway. It was a work trip that involved my entire family. So I mentioned this last week. I can't tell you a lot, but I do have something very exciting coming out this spring with Joe Fresh. And we had this two-day massive photo shoot that has been on the books for almost a year. Like, I've had these dates in my calendar for, like, eight or nine months. There's this whole crew who flew in, 20 or 30 people, flew in from Toronto to film and photograph non-professional models, me, Evan, Rio, Dre, and Romy. And you know what I'm actually going to use? <laughs> I knew this was going to be a challenge just to work with these three children. And I kept telling the team, like, on Zoom calls leading up to the shoot, I was like, as a reminder, it could be a little difficult on set. And they kept saying, Jesse, we work with kids all the time. And I was like, not my kids, okay? My children are not professional children. They are regular-ass children. I would say they are higher energy than normal children. It's a very nice way of putting it. They barely listen to their own parents, let alone 30 strangers with lights and cameras. I was like, they might have a full-blown tantrum or a meltdown or a wrestling match could break out at any moment during this shoot. And I all need you to set your expectations very low. So I knew it was going to be difficult. All I needed, all I prayed for to... Beyonce for the past year was just like no sickness. Just keep these kids healthy, okay? Like no fevers or runny noses for two days. Is that too much to ask in the year of our Lord 2024? In January, apparently it is because five days before the shoot, I get a call from Romy's school that she has pink eye in both eyes. Sorry, I really should just go with this every time, okay? Both eyes. Both eyes are flaming pink and, like, glued together with pus and discharge. This is so much worse than a fever because you can hide a fever in a picture. Can't hide pink eye the next day. Now, if you're doing the math, we are four days now before the shoot. Dre contracts pink eye. So now... I am home with three pink eyes. And then obviously the following day, now we're three days before one of the biggest photo shoots of my professional career, I get pink eye. (laughs) Just a grown-ass woman with pink eye. You can Photoshop a zit. I have many of those. You can Photoshop a bruise, a varicose vein, a stretch mark. You can't Photoshop pink eye. Now three of five quote-unquote, models, are at home with flaming hot Cheetos for eyes. I was told to put drops 
in their eyes, in my eyes, three times a day, I was hitting that shit round the clock, okay? Just dropping it in at all hours of the day. Finally, Romy's pink eye clears up, so I send her back to school. Now we're two days away from the shoot, and I get another call from the preschool. They've had a lice infestation. I don't even know what to hit anymore. Then I get a note from Rio's school. Rio, my one remaining healthy child. He has a COVID case in his class. <laughs> this was biblical. Like days before this photo shoot, the 10 plagues, literally like blood, lice, locusts, pink eye, COVID, darkness. It was a very dark dark week. Thankfully, Romy was checked and cleared for lice, and by some miracle, we all tested negative for COVID, and by the time we left for Palm Springs, we were pink-eye-free and ready to model our hearts out. Thank you so much. Thank you. And by model, I clearly mean run around and tackle each other while a team of 30 professionals tried to get one decent photo. It did not go great. Like, Rob, my technical producer, was asking me right before I started recording. He's like, how's the trip? And I was like, not good. It was tough. It was a tough couple of days. We did our best, though. We powered through. And I just want to say, the team was so lovely, so patient, so understanding, so Canadian. Like, I was so grateful that this team had flown in from Toronto because they were just the loveliest. And I'm so excited for you to see what we've been working on. I hope you love it. And when you see the pictures come out, I just want you to envision all of us days before with blistering pussy pink eye. I'm also going to tell you something Evan probably doesn't want me to tell you. But I'm not pulling him on this episode. He doesn't even know that you're called phonies. So Jesse's friends, I'm going to tell you. He was the most nervous. Like, Evan is a behind-the-scenes guy through and through. He is uncomfortable when I pull him just to talk on this microphone. He's a television executive producer by profession. He works off-camera for his job. So he's not comfortable being dragged on camera in any context, especially, like, anything beyond just me filming, you know, him being stupid on my iPhone. So he's nervous about, like, how to pose and how to smile and, like— when to get a haircut, and what he's going to wear. And I realized this poor man is about to do a professional photo shoot without any of the tools that women have. Like, I go into a shoot knowing that I have full-on professional hair and makeup, I have false eyelashes and fake hair and a gel manicure and a painted-on tan and two pairs of Spanx and a push-up bra. He's just going into this shit raw dog with none of that. I was like, oh my God, of course he's nervous. He has to get photographed looking like himself. And he's just like not the kind of guy who wants to have makeup or Photoshop. He's just like a dude. So I tried to help him out by arming him with one tool that all men have that I have worked with. And that is a man spank. Never had a co-host in my life who did not wear some kind of compression top under their clothes. Okay, that's a... Man showbiz secret. So I jump online a few days before the shoot to order him something that, like, I feel like he'll appreciate. And now I'm perusing Amazon, I should remind you, for male Spanx with raging pink eye. And evidently, it must have been hard to read through the pus because what arrived was not a simple compression tank top as I had intended. This was a full-on binding device for men who, quote, I'm just going to hang on. Brought it. I'm going to read it to you. Who, quote, 
suffer from gynomastia or moobs. This is what it says on the package. This is obviously a real condition. It is not a condition that Evan has. And if I can read more of the package, uh, get yourself a steam back with a steam apparel's men's chest compression shapewear. Our binding vests for men will instantly flatten moobs, providing the appearance of fitness. <laughs> we should all strive for the appearance of fitness. <clears throat> to enter, these are the instructions now. To enter, step into shirt like a pair of pants. Slide shirt up over your waist. Wrap waist straps around bottom folds of abdomen. Cinch tightly. Wrap shoulder straps over chest and hoist above shoulders. Garment should make breathing feel slightly strained but not labored. I hope this shirt greatly enhances your self-esteem. Thanks, Esteem Apparel. Listen. I'm putting it out there. This is a great product that a lot of men use and appreciate, and Evan did not. Okay? This had the opposite effect. This decreased his self-esteem days before the shoot. He's like, why did you buy me a shirt for men suffering from a medical condition? Is my body that bad that you need to bind me to the point of having difficulty breathing before you'll pose with me in a photo shoot? He took it personally. I didn't mean to. I ordered the wrong thing. I had pink eye. Needless to say, he did not wear the gynomastia garment, and it was final sale. So if anyone is looking to greatly enhance your partner's self-esteem or your own, please let me know. I would be happy to send it over. I spent $39.99 on this shit. It better strap around someone's folds. Speaking of men and body image and gender roles and self-esteem, I just want to say, what a sad, sad day in the culture it was when Greta Gerwig, after writing and directing a critically acclaimed, thought-provoking, genre-shifting feminist movie about the patriarchy that made a billion dollars at the box office, did not get an Oscar nomination. Ken did. When Barbie's star and executive producer Margot Robbie, who played Barbie. She was the only reason that this movie worked and happened in the first place. Did not get an Oscar nomination. But Ken did. It was a sad, sad day. The man got the nomination. There's always snubs, you know what I mean? But like, has there ever been a more disappointing Oscar nomination day? And I know I kind of called this a few weeks ago after Oppenheimer won, like, everything at the Golden Globes. I said I was nervous that we were going to reward the brown film, I believe I said, instead of the pink one. You know, and I meant, like, the, the serious film instead of the fun one. Like, even if the fun one was profound and filled with cultural commentary and moved millions of people and broke box office records, I worried that the Academy voters would be too tightly wound to celebrate it. You know what I mean? Like, they would be like a gynomastia garment just squeezed too tight to let loose and celebrate a woman who directed the cultural moment of 2024. I didn't think it would be this bad, though. To shut her out of the director category after she became a record-breaking female director, it's, it's, ah, it's hard to comprehend. Martin Scorsese got his 10th nomination for, uh, Pretty much his 10th best movie. Greta Gerwig, highest grossing female director of all time. Got none. Zero. 
Ryan Gosling, my favorite feminist, released a statement saying how disappointed he was that Greta and Margot weren't nominated. A lot of the cast did. America Ferrera did, too. She was nominated, which is lovely. Uh, but I just, I guess I hate to say that, like, it kind of makes me less excited about what could have been a very fun Oscar night. You know, Barbie is still nominated for Best Picture, but now we kind of know it's not going to win. I'm still tuning in for the I'm Just Ken performance since that was nominated. And, like, maybe Ryan Gosling will pull out the win because everybody feels so bad that the women didn't get the nominations. And that would be fun. But, you know, otherwise, just give Oppenheimer the awards now. You know? (sighs) It's like the pink eye of awards season. (gasps) Pun intended? Okay, that was essentially my one thing. But you know how I have a tendency to sneak multiple things into these little mini episodes. So here's my official one thing. Roll the sound effect. My one thing this week felt appropriate for our guest, Whitney Port, and falls into the category of now that's what I call music. News. Now that's what I call music. News. The hottest song in 2024 so far. It just hit the top 20 on the UK singles charts. It's in the Billboard 200 daily chart. It appears in over 300,000 TikTok videos. And has millions of global streams is... (laughs) Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten. I'm serious. The same song that came out in 2004 has re-entered the charts 20 years later. Uh, I have not seen the rom-com Anything But You starring basically real-life Barbie and Ken, Sidney Sweeney, and Glenn Powell, but it's been sort of like a sneaky box office hit, and I guess the song is a big part of the movie and all the characters sing it in the end credits. Here's a video I recorded illegally off of someone's TikTok video that they recorded illegally in the theater. Okay, so now all the youths who have seen this movie are discovering what we knew was a damn banger when it opened every episode of The Hills 15 years ago. Okay, we did it first, Gen Z. Just like we did low-rise jeans and chokers and chunky loafers and spaghetti straps first. We did it all first. Natasha Bedingfield released a statement sort of like reacting to the resurgence of Unwritten. She said, quote, it couldn't be a better way. Oh, wait, is she British? I believe she's British. So I like to provide you with, you know, realistic sounding audio on this program. It couldn't be a better way for me to really celebrate what this music has been for me. If I could also add for her bank account. Imagine in 2004, you open up the dirty window and feel the sun illuminate the words that you could not find, and 20 years later, you're still making money from that? Let me tell you, she's not opening up dirty windows anymore. That shit better be clean, okay? That housekeeper better be on staff and well compensated. Mm. So congratulations, Natasha Bedingfield, and congratulations truly to, like, anyone who's discovering Unwritten for the first time now. Because us elder millennials listen to this song every Monday night for five damn years. We paved the way for you to have this music, so you better enjoy it. And that's my one thing. 
Okay, Natasha Battingfield, keep singing as I throw to commercial break because the rest is not unwritten. I know exactly what's going to happen after the break. We are revisiting my conversation with Whitney Port because it was maybe the most unguarded anyone has been on this show. Drugs, fame, show business, marriage, behind the scenes on the hills. No one else can speak the words on her lips. Should I stop with the, uh, no? Okay. Her book begins after the break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With a guest who was a true phony favorite, one of my true favorites on the show. And this time we're playing the conversation unedited for the first time ever. Let's phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I am phoning my old friend and now current friend, Whitney Port. We had not reunited in 13 years until I placed this call. And because we had this sort of shared history, she really didn't hold back. She tells me if The Hills was fake. She tells me if she's still friends with Lauren. Were those sex tape rumors real? Uh, Why do Heidi and Spencer have beef with her? Did she meet her husband while filming The City? Does she love bongs and butt sex? You're about to find out in what was a real conversation topic. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. I'm actually like I can't even tell you how happy I am to talk to you. Oh, my gosh. Same. I feel like it's been way too long and you are such a pivotal part of the Hills history and like what it became. And I just loved you every time we got to come to see you guys and do the after show. We always had the best time. Okay. That was like my number one question, which I want to get to was like, did you actually like coming to Toronto? I did. Did you really? Oh my God. I felt like 
everyone there took such good care of us. Everyone was so nice. Like you and Dan were the loveliest. I I loved going. I was I was like totally into it. And also for me, I think at the time the after show was big. And when I remember going there was I was coming from New York. So it wasn't like difficult for me to get to. And I yeah, I loved it. Right. You were filming the city around the time where you started. Oh my God. Okay. We have so much to get to. So much to cover. I just, I need to get something out of the way. Okay. Go, 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 go. Which is that we live in the same neighborhood. Stop it. We could be doing this in person right now. We should be doing this in person. This is crazanity. Um, It's crazanity. (gasps) It's crazanity. We Wait, also this is so have, fun though. Like regardless so of this, fun. like this is so great to know another Valley girl here. I know. And we have five-year-old boys. I like vaguely remember us being pregnant around the same time. Yeah, I feel like the last time I ran into you, you were like coming out of the e-offices and I was walking in. Yes. But I don't know. Like I, maybe you were pregnant. No, were you pregnant? No. No. We might have had babies. Okay. But I have to tell you something that occurred on the playground. Tell me. I have five-year-old identical twin boys. Oh my and, God. like, Two boys with the same face. Oh my and God, that's so nuts. They were once at the park with your child, Sunny, Stop, stop. And they were like, oh, we want to play with him. But they're identical twins. So they like surround him like the fucking shining. He's like, I think they were what like four years. He's on? like, what is going on? He starts crying. No, I stop. know it's your child. Stop. I felt so bad. I had to like pull my boys away. And your husband was there with Sonny. And it was like a whole thing. And I just wanted to apologize <sighs> and um, say, will you forgive me? That is <laughs> So crazy, first of all. Yeah. I feel like, you know how kids have really weirdly good memories? Like, I wonder if I asked Sonny if he remembers that happening, if he remembers, like, the same person in front of him. I really hope he doesn't. If he does, he needs to start therapy immediately. Please. I'm sorry. I apologize that my son, like, had that kind of reaction. I guess, (laughs) like, I never have explained to him what identical twins are before. Yeah. No, it's true. And it can be. I'm even sometimes they make me cry when they approach. Right. So, um, will you agree to a play date in the future? Oh my God, please. I would love that. I would okay. love that. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, so fun. Okay. So here's what I want to know from you. Cause okay. this happens to me all the time. You've done so much since the Hills in the city. It has been such a joy to watch you flourish doing everything that you're doing. Thank but you. when people approach you now, is it always about the Hills? Yeah, it's mostly about the hills or most recently about our YouTube channel where we're re-watching the hills and the city yes. stuff. So like, yes, it's that's the biggest thing I ever did, really. Like even Timmy will say, Timmy, my husband, like mm-hmm. he he comes from a TV background. He was a producer and he's always like, there's no platform like a TV show. Like right. even social media where you know like how many followers you have, how many people, are are engaging with you. There's like a different level of exposure that a TV show does. And yeah. it really is like your 15 minutes to do the most with, you know? So yeah, I would say most, it's always like, oh my God, like, like, 
um, loved you from the hills. Like, are you and Lauren still best friends? Mm. You know, or or they're like, was it fake? Like, those are the two biggest questions I get asked. Oh my god! Well, I'm going to ask you both of those questions today. Yeah. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for the heads up. Yeah. I never. It's always for me. I'm like I've done seven thousand things, million things. Then, yeah, but it never bothers me. No, because I. I don't. I feel like I was disconnected from this pheno- cultural phenomenon. That yeah, because we were sort of a part of it that we didn't realize how big of a deal it was at the time. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I like appreciate it. I do too. I, I yeah. think like it gives me a good perspective on it, and I think that it's like my foundation of my career. And uh-huh. yeah, I. Like, I wouldn't do it right now again, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I definitely Mm -hmm. don't want reality TV cameras in my house, nor would my husband even allow it. But um, (laughs) but it was, like, the perfect time in my life to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to that perfect time in your life. We are going to talk about Whitney Port 2023. No, yes. Who is Whitney Port Rosenman? Yes. Yes. But first, we're going to go back. The year is 2006. Okay. Jen Bunny is stealing our boyfriends. <laughs> Boho belts are going on baby doll dresses. Tiny braids are holding our hair back. You're starring on a little show called The Hills while I am hosting The Hills After Show in Toronto. Uh-huh. If you could describe that era in one word, Whitney Port, what would it be? Oh, my God. Like, blackout. <laughs> like... <laughs> Wait, blackout is in Heidi Montag's hit single or just blackout is in the true meaning of the word? No, like literally did not even realize that she had that that as a single. Yeah, no, I have an illness. Oh my God, I love your Hills like trivia. Oh, this is the best. So blackout as in like in terms of the show happening and everything that was happening at that time, I think it was just sensory overload. And I was so overwhelmed that there's so much that I don't remember from then. But I also was like a totally normal college student. I was a junior at USC. So a school in downtown LA. And like that was 90% of my life was just being like a normal college student. And then the producers would call me to come film with Lauren for my like internship. And we weren't filming my personal life. Like I had a boyfriend off camera. Like I had a whole fun college life. So it was like a weird duality at that time. Like I felt like I was living very alternate realities, but I think it's also like how I stayed sane and how I didn't Mm. like get wrapped up and stuff because I, I really always did have a mission of like going to school and having a career and that whole thing. Yeah. I love how you're like USC. This It's just this school downtown. It's like one of the best <laughs> schools in the country. I don't even think I knew that. So you were you actually an intern at Vogue? Like- so, well, I was, I was interning at Women's Wear Daily, which is in the same building as Vogue. And yes. I heard that an internship was opening up at Teen Vogue. So I actually applied as like a regular intern to Teen Vogue. And then the next thing I know, I I just gave them my resume. Um, didn't have like an, an interview or anything. The next thing I know, an MTV producer calls me and is like, 
we are filming a show with Teen Vogue. We're doing casting and we saw that you applied for the internship. Like, would you be willing to do a casting tape for us? So I remember I was like going out of town with my family and I had to like go to Walmart and Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri and like buy camera equipment and stuff. And oh my God. I got on the phone with the producer on speaker and like had a camera in my parents' bedroom facing me. And they just like asked me a bunch of random questions about my life. And then the next thing I know, they were like, okay, come in for your like actual interview with Lisa Love, the editor. And we're going. Oh going oh to God. be we're going to be filming it. Was that on camera? Yeah, so this was on camera. So I'm and this is like the first episode of The Hills. So oh I I God. walk in in like my paisley yes. vintage dress with the big buckled belt and the cowboy boots and like Absolutely. the bleach blonde curls. Oh my God, the cowboy boots. Yes, and yes. when she called me matchy matchy. So that was my mm. first ever day of filming. And I'm okay, so I'm walking in there's like I'm understanding I'm filming a show at this right. point. Like I'm a producer is calling me and telling me where to meet and when to walk in and I'm getting mic'd and the whole thing. But I'm sitting in the waiting room and Lauren Conrad walks in and uh-huh. I know who she is because I had watched Laguna Beach. And then it was like that moment for me where I realized that I was filming her spinoff show. Oh and my God. Yeah. Like I was just told I was going to, I was like interviewing for this position where I was, if I got the job, I still didn't even know if I was getting the job at Teen Vogue, but that I was interviewing for this job at Teen Vogue. And it was, all, this TV show was going to be about girls living in Los Angeles, doing various things. One was going to be in music. One was going to be in nightlife. I would be in fashion. And then oh next thing God. I know, it's like this already built in, you know, empire. Like I, th- that show yeah. was so big. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm, like, this is so crazy. I just got yeah. called matchy matchy on Lauren Conrad's spinoff. Show. Yeah, exactly. And that then I'm is like, crazy. And then I'm like, do I even want to do this? Like, do I even want the job? Like, I, do I want to be on reality TV? Like, what yeah. is happening here? And it was this Twilight Zone. And then I, I, um, MTV calls me and tells me that I get the job with Teen Vogue, which is always funny. Like no one from Teen Vogue called right. me. <laughs> um, but some, like I think it was Sophia, who you probably met yeah. and talked, yes. chatted with. Um, she calls, she's like, you got the job. Like oh MTV will be in touch with like details and everything. But, you know, you got the job. And then that's how it all started. So were you like, did I get the job at Teen Vogue or did yeah. I get the job on it? Like what, yeah. where the, where's the line? So then I slowly realized that I wasn't really needed at Teen Vogue. Like I wasn't being called in by them, but I was being called in by MTV. And that's just then the the relationship that became established. We got to work and there was always a storyline that that was the like the reason why we were there you know working yes. together was so that it was like a backdrop for her to tell me what was going on in her life but right. we were given just like random tasks when we showed up yeah oh my god yeah. okay so now that really brings us to the question of like 
there are still articles and still people coming up to you asking yeah. you if the show was fake. So right. how fake was it for you? I mean, there were aspects of it that were very, very produced. And like, I don't even like to use the word fake because I don't want to, I like, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it's like, I don't like it for that. For some reason, it makes it feel like we were like all, yeah, because we weren't like, there was so much real shit that was yes. actually happening. But what we had to do was like relive it and talk about it more than we would normally and care about it more than we normally would. And then yeah. people's behaviors were changing because we were on TV shows. So like natural drama obviously happens. But in terms of me showing up to film and stuff, it was a lot of, if there was real stuff going on that they would really want to cover it. But if there wasn't, they were always trying to figure out like what they could follow as a storyline, you know, like Mm. I was single and they were like, oh, it would be fun to like see you on a date. And so they set up like a date with Jared, the trainer with which like I normally would never go on a date with him, Ah. honestly. Like, no offense. He's just not my no. my type. And Jeez. so then they, they would, like, create those kind of scenarios. But, you know, right. all that, I, I always feel like I wasn't on the inside inside. But, like, uh-huh. I, I know that that's the stuff with Lauren and Heidi was, like, really happening. And that beef was real. And, um, but, yeah, a lot was just, like, magnified. Well, that's how I felt too, because on the after show, we would get unfinished versions of the episodes early and there would always be like temp producer voiceovers in places where you guys would come in and revoice. Have to do like, yeah, yes. It was mostly like to craft a story, right? Exactly. It would be like a raspy man in the middle of a scene with you and Lauren pretending to be you saying like, wow, Lauren, you should have gone to Paris. Yeah, exactly. And then in the final episode, it would be you saying that. Like, wow, Lauren, you should have gone to Paris. Yeah, like we had every single week, we would would have to go for VOs to, um, yeah, like a random recording studio and do lines. And then that was like a whole other negotiation because you knew that they were popping them in there for a reason to like fill in certain gaps. And so that was also like, I always say the hardest part about filming the show was just like the manipulation and the having Mm. to maneuver and deal with the producers about how you were going to be edited, you know, because you just, it's like, you knew what you were signing up for. You knew that you were on a reality show. Like you had to be game for so much, but it was always so hard for me because I just never wanted my words to be twisted. I just hated that part of it. But you somehow, so people always ask me, my questions I get are like, who was the nicest in the cast? People always want to know. And I always say it was you. And that's like no offense to anyone else. Well, maybe some of them. But you were like truly so down to earth. Thank you. So kind. I always felt like, does she even want to be on TV? Like she's (laughs) such a real person, right? Yeah, it was. How? I didn't. Like I never liked filming. Honestly, it sucks because I wouldn't, I don't regret it for a second. Like if Uh I had the opportunity, if I was in the same position, I would do it all over again. But Being on camera definitely like didn't come super natural to me. Like I didn't really, it wasn't like I was trying to be discovered or 
Like I, it was just the right place at the right time. And I think that I ended up getting comfortable. Like there was a little bit of something in me that was a performer growing up. Like when I was in elementary school, I was always on like the student council and was like the president of my school in elementary school. And then like I, I was a dancer. And so I always had like a little bit of a performative quality in me, but I, so I think that that like kicked in and I was able to kind of like hold my own in that way. But I also like never wanted to be famous for being like dramatic and causing shit. Like I just didn't want that kind of fame. And I felt like I knew how to maneuver my way through it. And you did. And like to your point, there it really felt like as the years went on, the drama was unfolding about shit that was off camera. Yes. Like one time Dan and I had Audrina and Lauren on together yeah. about an episode where like they were cool in the episode. Yeah. But I guess they had gotten into a fight on the plane over yeah. or like at the hotel room about a yeah. manager. And so at the last minute, they told us they would not appear on stage together. Was- they wanted separate green rooms. They wouldn't make eye contact. And Dan and I had to be like, what a great episode. Like, neat job. It was, I've never felt more so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I know. It was so crazy, the tension that that you could feel within the cast members. And that's why yes. also like when I had so much anxiety doing The Hills New Beginnings because of that, because like you just couldn't, you would never know how people were going, because people did really behave like insane people off camera and people were (laughs) like, people were actually really, really fighting. Um, and like, yeah, I don't, I, it's, that's, what's crazy. What I think what was causing a lot of the drama was when people were starting to do things for the fame and you couldn't really call it out or talk about the real thing that was happening because the producers never wanted to pull back the curtain on that stuff. You know, like now in reality shows, they do. They talk about like headlines and what people talked about, that people talked about each other in podcasts and like articles, the quotes people say, like all that stuff is all, you know, bolded in. Bold, but yeah. now it's not. It, I mean, when we were doing the hills, it wasn't. I know, and there mm-hmm. was no social media. Right? No, like it wasn't no. real. But it was peak Perez Hilton, peak us true, weekly, peak true, tabloid culture. True. How did that all work? Like, did the cast members call paparazzi to take pictures? Did the show producers leak stories? All of it. All of it. All of the uh-huh. above. Like, there. Uh, I. I you know, I can't say like for sure anything, but like, I don't begrudge anyone for doing that. And I've definitely like, I have a photographer that lives in the Valley where if I'm like, I'm looking cute, I'm like, oh, can you come do like a street style shoot shot of me? And like, I don't think that's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But yes, like everyone during the time had publicists pretty much. I remember that being like a big thing. And the publicists were either like leaking things or pitching things. And the producers, I think we're definitely doing that as well. I mean, I can't, I can't say for sure, but I feel like, yeah, all in the sake of producing that kind of off-camera drama. I just need to go back to the fact, like I am obsessed with 
you just telling me that you call paparazzi to take pictures of you because on your Instagram, you have all these pictures where you look incredible. You're like walking to a car. These are recent photos. And I'm like, what? How do they just sit outside of her house? Why does she always look put together? No, no. Like sometimes there are in the Valley, there's like a lot of level like D celebs, I feel mm, like. I'm one and of them. Go on. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> F, okay. And and there and so there's there, there's like paparazzi around like this area. So it's either they'll catch me randomly or I like if yeah, if I'm looking really cute and I really want a photo for my for my social yeah. and I don't have like I don't I don't my I'm not gonna like tell my husband to come like do a photo shoot with me on the street. Then you know, yeah. It's so embarrassing then, who yeah. would ever do that. Yeah. Cut to my husband like almost getting hit by a car taking a picture of me the one day I look cute. I hate it. I hate asking him. It's so embarrassing. You're getting an air horn sound effect for that. Oh my god, stop, stop, stop. I love it. Were there any uh, headlines about you that were totally untrue? Yeah. So, okay. Speaking of the Perez Hilton era, Mm. this was like friendship ending too, which was so sad. But I mean, there were other things that were happening in the the friendship. So, but like (laughs) this, it makes me giggle every time I think about it. Um, So we were coming out of like a nightclub really drunk one night. As you did in 2008. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's like a swarm of paparazzi outside the nightclub. And we're like whatever having fun and my friend screams like like something about me something about bongs and something about butt sex like Whitney <sighs> loves like bongs and butt sex or like some I don't know if it was in the same sentence or I don't know it was like some nonsense that came out of her mouth while and drunk then, leaving a nightclub yeah she thought it would be funny yeah exactly okay. and then and then the headline the next morning on Perez Hilton is, and it's like me walking out of the club, like drunk. It's like Whitney Port loves bongs and butt sex. No. Yes. Yes. And to confirm, yes. do you love bongs and or butt sex? Okay. At the time, I loved bongs. <laughs> I do not love butt sex. I do not love butt sex. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that wasn't oh wrong. God. That wasn't wow. wrong. Uh, and that was I friendship then, ending with this with I the mean, girl. There were so many other things that were happening and happening in our relationship. Um, <sighs> and like, I love her so much. She was such a good friend to me. I really hate even like talking about it because it actually makes me Sorry. really sad. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, that was so. I oh, died God. that day and immediately called like a um. What do they call them? Like the, a crisis management. Crisis management. Like no. called. Yeah, like called. Um, it was Lauren's publicist at the time because I don't think I had my own at the time. Uh-huh. And I was like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And she was like, I think at the time she said, like, I can I can maybe see if they can change the title or something. Um, and like you just have to write it out. Like it's not gonna, it's it's like you're gonna get blown over so yeah you wrote it out I just wrote it out pun intended yeah I died I was like oh my dad like what (gasps) I know wow 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 okay So now let's get to the question that everybody asks you. Do yeah. you still talk to Lauren? Yeah. So like casually here and there, like, hey, how are you? That kind of thing. Um, yeah. But we're not like 
close friends. Yeah. Were you ever? Um, yeah. I mean, there were times in while we were filming the show where we were like traveling a lot together and, you know, like when we went to Paris and we had like really major bonding moments, but yes. we were never, um, like we were never best, best friends, mm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. I think like for me, honestly, I kind of kept my guard up a little bit because I didn't really at the time want to be so involved on the show. Yeah. And I think that that's like what the cast members like will say about me now is that they always felt like I didn't want to be with them or hang out with them. And it wasn't that like I would have if there were no cameras, like I thought they were fun and like really got along with everyone. But I just really didn't want to like party and like be drunk on camera, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you know this is like a full uh, footnote, but I was in the Bahamas covering the Miss Universe pageant when Heidi Montag performed Stopped. said Miss Universe pageant. And her and Spencer found me and were like, come clubbing with us tonight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So I go at like 1 a.m. after the performance, I show up. They're super, everyone is drinking. Yeah. Like it's, and they said to me, where are your cameras? And I was like, oh, I thought you just invited me. And they were like, no, no, go Stop. get go get your crew. <sighs> so I was like, okay. So I knock on the doors of my poor, like, middle-aged men who were there to film this thing with me, wake them up, no. drag them to the nightclub. No. Oh, yes. And Hattie and Spencer were like making out and doing shots and grinding on each other for what, my cameras. Whatever happened with that footage? Oh, it's on YouTube. Oh, oh, it is. There is a lap God. dance that people will still send me that I don't know how to take down. Oh, my but like, God. It felt to me like they couldn't do... First of all, I was offended because I thought they wanted to hang, <gasps> to out, hang with out with me. hang out with you. Uh, no. I know. I and know. they didn't want to do anything tricky. not on camera. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I'm curious about when you decided to do The Hills New Beginnings because... Yes. I don't think Dan and I have ever talked about this publicly, but we had a conversation about coming back and doing the after show. We obviously did not. What made you decide to go back? Um, I think that I was just like, this is just continually good exposure for me. You know, mm. like I know that Timmy's not going to be on it and they're not really going to show what's going on here at home. So if I can kind of play the role that I played on the Hills, like be the friend or whatever yeah. it was like that, I thought that that worked for me. So yeah. I did that. And then it was okay, but like eh, some stuff happened and like got misunderstood. And then Spencer like blocked me and got mad at me. And that was like traumatic for me because I became just, I, I'm not used to that kind of confrontation with him. Yes. And he, um, I just didn't like it. It really didn't feel good. And there was like one night of filming where he, where they like went off on me and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this again. And then the second season came back around and like uh, I was considering it and then COVID happened. And Mm. then I was like, oh, I really don't want to do this anymore. And so they just, they continued to film during COVID and I just didn't do it. Got it. Yeah. I just like, I didn't, I kind of wish that it was with the old production Mm -hmm. crew. Like, 
I felt um, like the producers came in and didn't really understand us as like humans and talent. They and they, I don't know. I think that they tried to produce us in a way that. I, I I just didn't, it wasn't like an enjoyable experience for me. That's interesting. So. And if it makes you feel any better, Spencer's also blocked me. Oh, so, okay. Friends, so. <laughs> sisters. I think it's, yeah, do that. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that he probably has like everyone in his life at some point in time, right? Like it feels like, yeah. I know. I, I know. don't think I've, I, I think he's the only person who's ever blocked me. Yeah. I feel, it's some, I feel privileged to be honest. Yeah. Um, I just want to see if you'll spill the city or run for the hills. Thank you. With a little <laughs> game called Will Wit Admit or Omit. Will Wit Admit or Omit. Thank you again. I'm going to ask you three controversial questions about the hills. You have to answer two of them openly and honestly. Okay. You can only omit one of them. Are you ready? Ready. Fuck, Mary, kill, Spencer Pratt, Justin Bobby, Brody Jenner. Okay. Um, fuck, Brody, Mary, Justin, Bobby, kill Spencer. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, the killing is obvious, but it's between the fucking and marrying that you really... Yeah, I just feel like Justin and I, I've always gotten along so well with Justin. And like, mm. we laugh because we're both, we always like, our birthdays are around each other. And okay. I don't even know anything about astrology, but we're always, we have like an inside thing about us being Pisces and like sensitive. Oh. And and he's, I just, I, I really like, I, I think he's so sweet. So. I have like a special connection with him. <laughs> I love that. Was yeah. there also a bong related connection? No, honestly, I never okay. I never did drugs with any of them. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay question Only number two. Yeah. Okay. You had the best style of the girls on the hills. Who had the worst? Oh my god. Um I would probably say uh Stephanie Pratt. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of her. Thank you for reminding us all. Mm -hmm. What do you you. think about that answer? I think it's a flawless answer. Yeah, I think so, too. I was, like, wavering on Audrina, but (laughs) she's such a sweet angel. I can't. I know. I adore her. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And she always... Audrina, like, always looked hot. Like, even if it wasn't necessarily Mm. what I would choose, like, she always looked hot. Like, she knew... There was... She had, like, a vibe. I... Yeah. 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 Okay. This is so fun. Okay. Last question. Did Lauren and Jason have a sex tape? (laughs) I hate that I just asked that. Oh my God. Um, I would probably say, uh, I legitimately don't know. I legitimately do not know. Do you think it's possible that it exists? Oh, wow. I think it's possible. Like, I think we all, like, maybe, not we all, but, like, I could see myself doing something like that at that age. Um, Just not butt in the butt. Just no, definitely not. not. No, no, Right. But, like, yeah, I haven't completely ruled it out, but I don't know for sure. 
<gasps> wit? That's how you play will wit admit or omit, and you omitted nothing. I know. I'm a truth teller. I'm a truth teller. Yes. And that's what I want to talk about with you now, because you have this like very full life. Your husband is a big part of everything you make on your YouTube channel. Well, wait, can we go back about your husband, Timmy? Yeah. Did you actually meet on the city? Did you? No. So basically, we first... Okay, so I... Did, did you ever meet Ben Lyons? Yes, he's in my phone. Contacts. Oh my god! Oh my god! So I dated him for a second, oh. and then it ended like we weren't right for each other. But I was in New York, I think probably about to do the city, and uh-huh. Ben Lyons invited me to uh, his birthday dinner. Okay, and Timmy was at his birthday dinner. There was just something between us, like immediately. <gasps> Did and Timmy then, know who you were from yes, the show? He okay. had watched, he was like trying to be a TV producer and like he had worked <gasps> at VH1 and then through Ben Lyons and Sophia, our original talent producer, yes. um, he got an interview with The Hills. Uh, with Adam Devello and Colin Nash and everyone. And he became the location producer for the city. So like he <gasps> was responsible for finding all the restaurants that we filmed at and all the nightclubs and getting clearances and like I did not help me find this. my apartment in the city. Oh and like God. when I had rats in my apartment, like I had to call him to be like, you need to come save me. <laughs> we like immediately connected and like I got his information first, Blackberry Messenger. And of course. and like we just we got really close from filming the show, but like nothing ever happened. But we oh just like God. fell in love through filming the show, and then the show got canceled, and I moved to LA, and like we were with other people, and then we finally just like reconnected. And oh, yeah. but yeah. weren't you with Hot Australian Guy at yeah. the time? So I was first with Hot Australian. Yeah, when I first yeah. when I first moved to New York, I was with him. And then that we did it on the city. Okay. Yes. And then that ended. Timmy came on the crew probably like right as that relationship with Jay was ending. So like he Mm. didn't really see so much of my stuff with him. But then, you know, he was tasked with like having to find hot guys at at, like clubs to like come up and talk to me. And he's like, I don't want to do this job. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. (gasps) I know. You guys were like had a thing while Total you're kind of with Jay, thing. flirty thing. Yeah, and then we were like, we shouldn't do like we need to keep this professional. Yes, I then met that guy Ben from Buried Life. Remember that other MTV yes. show? Yes, Ben Nev- Nev- something? Nempton. Nempton. Nempton, Canadian. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god, I dated him for a while, and like through the city ending, moved back to LA, and then he dumped me. But like, he's lost. You know. Uh-huh. Then like six months later, I was in New York. And Timmy basically gave me an ultimatum and was like, I don't want to wait for you any longer. Like, please, can we do this? And then that was oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Timmy. I know. Wow. I know. So cute, right? And now, like, I love him and your relationship. You guys are so, I mean, the, the Hills rewatch episodes, yeah, which, by the so way, fun. I don't think I could do. I cannot believe you're like not horrified watching yourself back. It was fun. It was really fun for me. It was like my version of a diary. It was like mm. so, because I haven't watched it in so long. Like I only ever watched the episodes probably like you, like we would get the episodes not before they came out, but like, well, maybe that Monday morning they were 
they were coming out and we would get them. Right. Um, and then I would never watch it again. So like uh-uh. it was really eye-opening for me to see a lot of things and like look at it from a different lens. It was oh, it's so and fun. With him? And oh with my him, God. yeah, it was so fun. And he's so funny. And then now we're doing Siesta Key, which is really fun. Like Yes. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I drums. mean, I'll watch and listen to you guys together all the time. He's yeah. been on your podcast. Like, yeah. I really Love you too. Oh, thank you. I feel like I share a lot of myself, my kids, my husband, yeah. and my life. I think because I have this community that has grown up watching me since uh-huh. 2006. Uh-huh. And they have kids now too. And I feel this closeness, but also like a responsibility in totally, a way. Totally, totally. Do you feel that too? Yeah, for sure. Like I really, in terms of what I share, like I have to set boundaries with mm-hmm. it. Like I, I'm not the the generation where it's like muscle memory and I am like filming everything, nor do I want to be filming everything or like putting a camera in Sunny's face all the time. But I definitely do feel, yeah, like that's the quote, like best practices and it's partly our job and it's a partly like, yes, a social responsibility to like be vulnerable so that your community feels connected with you and like also has a place to land their thoughts and feelings and like most vulnerable stuff. So yeah, yeah it's hard, but I can't like, I, I have to still set boundaries with it. Um, like I said, like I'm not an overshare by any means, but mm. I do, I do want people to feel that closeness with me. Cause I feel like that's, I don't know. That's like the way that I feel best about myself too. When I'm like actually connecting with other people on that level. And you have, I mean, just like as a a thank you on behalf of everybody, because you've been so open about loss, about suffering Mm -hmm. miscarriages, about Mm -hmm. secondary infertility. I think Mm -hmm. in doing so, you've helped so many people not feel so alone. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Really. Oh my God. No, I mean that I feel like I wish it, I wish it didn't happen and I wish I, you know, like, but Mm. I, I think that the more that you talk about it, the more it normalizes it. And then the more people won't, you know, like shame themselves or blame themselves when these things happen because they are just like such a normal part of like us as human beings. Like it's Mm -hmm. science. Yeah. It's been so helpful for me too because it's like my own little vent session and then I don't feel so alone in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I really do feel that too. Um, I know you love your son. Yeah, You love your husband. Yes. But let's be honest, you love fashion more. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. Um, okay. But yeah, they're they're all no. my worlds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so as a fashion expert, style icon, clothing designer, That's probably so most importantly, nice. a Teen Vogue intern-ish. If you I, are, yes. <laughs> you are the authority on everything that is in style. Oh so, God. Whitney, Stop. I would like you to help yeah. us out okay. with some style tips in a segment appropriately called the Port Authority. The Port Authority. Oh my God, I love this. You're so okay. This cute. is rapid fire, so okay. you have to answer as fast as you can. Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. So ready. Here we go. <clears throat> what summer trend should every woman jump on? linen baggy shorts. Ooh, love that. Yeah. For women over 35, how short should our shorts be? No, I like them like right to the knee, honestly. Like I oh, have like a linen Bermuda? Yes, yes, <gasps> yes. 
Can all like, body types pull this off? Ugh, I guess maybe not. That's bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, would, I say, would look like my father on vacation. Oh my God. No, I feel like ever. I know you're, you're so right. That was a really bad suggestion. No, it's um, good because we aspire to be as fashionable as you. No, I think also like, I think anything with like a floral applique is pretty mm, right now. Like okay. I just wore this really cute like chenille halter. I saw that. I double tapped it. Thank it looked you. Great. Thank what you. summer trend should we all avoid? Is it a Bermuda short made of linen that goes to the knee? Oh my God. I guess if it's not going to work <laughs> to you, it would be that. Um, okay. I'm not into like a shorts overall situation. Oh, good to know. Yeah, not for me. Not for <gasps> me. This brings us to what Y2K trend will you never wear again? Rhinestone jeans. Mm, yeah, no, you that's know? a good one. Yeah, I don't know. You should have never worn those in the first place. I, I mean, I remember they were kind of like sexy, cute, low rise. Um, like a maybe true also religion? Like, maybe also like snap track pants. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. No. I actually, fun fact, I broke a girl's leg in high school um, by pantsing her and ripping Stop. off her snap tracks. Stop. Broke her leg. Yeah, Stop. she was in a full body cast. <laughs> so um, tragic so I, I agree. So tragic, Kristen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what is an appropriate hair accessory for women our age? I'm noticing you are wearing a scrunchie currently yes. as we speak. Yes. So I have these little like silk scrunchies that are good that I like mm. to wear in like either it's a, a little loose bun or like a ponytail. I think these are good like day to day and they don't damage your hair. Okay. And then I also think it is a Y2K trend, but it's cute is like a plastic headband situation. Okay. Um, Okay. You can go even on Amazon and get like a cute grooved one or like a cool tortoise one. They're fun. Like if you just want to add a little bit of something cute to like your sweats look or your leggings and like blazer look, you know? My audience always wants to add something cute to their sweats look. You're speaking right to the elder millennials that are listening. Like a tortoise, like what are those, the big like claw clips? Yeah. Oh Um, no, I I can't bring back a claw clip. No, but if you get one that's like not the typical claw, it has more of an interesting shape. Um, ugh. is it a banana clip? Cause no, I might have to clip. end this call right now. Not okay, a great. Clip. Okay, great. I wish I could, I should, do you want me to go get it for you? No, I love that you're, I mean, like, we should just do the whole segment on hair accessories because you're actually blowing my mind. I'm like trying to figure it out because I've been so experimental with my hair. I know. And I, um, short hair, like you think it's going to be easy to style, but it's not. Mm, That's why I have the same hair since the last time you saw me 13 years ago. I don't blame you. I wish I had like my same long blonde hair, but. Do you really? A little bit right now. Like it feels a little bit like soccer mom right now but no you could never if you look like a soccer mom then the rest of us are in in big trouble okay we've really derailed this rapid fire quiz if we have a prominent nose asking for a friend do we have to wear those little color me bad sunglasses oh my god of course you don't no if you. you If you don't feel comfortable in something or you don't feel like your best self or you're being true to you, like don't wear it. It doesn't matter if it's a trend. I love that. Yes. That's words to live by. Yes. What look from the Hills era do you hope never comes back? Ugh, just like going out tops and jeans. Oh, uh, 
I mean, now it's like, it's more those like skinny jeans, skinny jeans more specifically, like the flouncy flowy tops and then like the skinny jeans with a oh big, my God, yes. with like a big clunky wedge. Like, no, like, Done. no, no, Done. no, no. Like Done. that's not the proportion I feel like that works best for people anymore. No. no. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Do you follow Olivia Palermo on Instagram? I do. I do. I think I'm like so impressed by her. I mean, I too with her was like guarded because I think I was a little bit like nervous of what this was going to be and or if she was going to like produce drama or whatever. And so I like put a little bit of a wall up, but she Uh is so naturally like fashionable and always has been. And I love like seeing what she pulls together. I don't think I've ever been more terrified in my career than when we had to interview Olivia Palermo. Yeah, she we has were, like an inti- like a little bit of an intimidating quality about oh my her. God. I know, I know, I know. Are you horny for Pedro Pascal? Not a style question, just curious. I'm not, honestly. <gasps> I didn't watch the the show. I mm-hmm. thought his Met look was amazing. amazing. I thought it was amazing. He seems like really cute from what I've mm. seen on social media, but I'm not like a like. Yeah. A fan. Not for you. Okay. Um, Do you know what Aviator Nation is? Yes. Oh. What about Roller Rabbit? Yes. Oh. I had a tween on this show telling me that those were the hottest two brands of 2023, and I had never heard of either of them. So you clearly are an expert. Okay. So Aviator Nation is like sweats with like a race car theme to it. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> it has like like black and white checker graphics and okay, like got neons it, and yeah, yes. it's like a millennial free city vibe. Fair, you know, free city. I get it. Okay. Oh my God. I just needed someone to explain it to me like that. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, if our children want to wear exclusively dinosaur graphic tees, should we let them? A hundred percent. My also motto with with kids clothing is just like, let their freak flag fly. Like, let them wear whatever they want. I wish I could curate Sonny's wardrobe, but he has such a specific, like, vibe. He wants to wear all black. Oh, my God. So Kelly Catrone of him. Yeah. I like cheesy blue, like, sports shirts and, like, just cheesy shit. And I try to buy him cool stuff. Like I try to lead him in certain directions, Mm. but there's only so much you can do. I know. I know. But you just have to let them be them because I think that's really how you obviously develop their own personal sense of themselves. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm desperate to burn half of the graphic shit that they like to wear, but I I feel that I have to let them express themselves. You do. And that is the Port Authority. The Port Authority. Whitney, final question. Yes. Do you know what's next for you, family, career, life, or is the rest still unwritten? Oh my God. I would say most most is unwritten. I mean, there are things that are obviously planned out, Mm. but I'm not one of those people that like look so far into the future, or at least I'm trying not to. I'm definitely mm-hmm. trying to be like more present. Um, and while I say that, I also feel like I should be doing a little bit more planning at the same time. I'm someone that <laughs> kind of just like also goes with the flow a little bit too much. Mm. But um, there's so much still to be done. I'm so excited. We're like 
renovating this house that we bought that's close to us now that um, we've been showing on our YouTube, the series. Yes. Yeah. And um, renovation station's been so fun. It's been taken forever, but it's been like fun to see Timmy edit these videos of like what our renovation actually looks like. Uh-huh. And we're about to work out of there and then I can like record my podcast out of there and like actually have a place to go and like get dressed up and, you know, like mm. have a communal workplace and get shit happening. So I'm really excited for that. Yes. My partnership with Rent the Runway, which is great. I've designed like four collections with them now and you can still rent them all on Rent the Runway and they're so cute and there's like leather and there's florals and there's blazers and like really just great pieces that I think people would like, you know, attach to my sense of style, which is just like a dream come true for me. Um, I have to have you on my podcast. Like you are such a delight to talk to. And like, we can talk about so many different random things. I feel the same way. I am absolutely obsessed with you. Have been uh, since the beginning. Always just felt like, I remember like going out for drinks with you after an after show one time. And Dan and I were like, is she like actually cool? Are we like, would we be friends with her in real life? And we absolutely will. Um, I feel like we just made up for 13 years of lost time I know, in, in less I know. than an hour. And I want to do a play date and like I'll oh, prep yes. Sunny with what he's getting into. Unpack the trauma. You should know that one of my twins has decided refashion that he now wears glasses. Doesn't need them. Just wants them as an accessory. Just as an accessory. So Sunny will be able to tell them apart. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Find Whitney on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port. Thank you. At com. Whitney Port on YouTube. Her collections are at Rent the Runway. Yes. And you have to listen to her podcast with Wit. Yes. The thank episodes you. that you just did with Timmy are so good for anyone in a relationship. The podcast is like such a cool way to just like learn good shit that we should all be applying to our life. And yes. that is what's like the best part about it. Like, it's hard having a podcast, but yeah, and it doesn't always come naturally to me. Like you're so good at interviewing and like you have this natural rapport. So it's something that I've definitely had to work on, but it's been like, yeah, such a cool journey for me. Well, you are so good at it. Thank I you. I loved being with Wit on this episode of my podcast. Same, but you're going to come on mine. Okay, deal. Okay. Deal. Um, and that's when we have to hang up and say bye. Yeah, I guess so. I'll see you at a playground in the neighborhood. Yes. Okay, bye, Whitney. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Whitney Port. Ah, oh, the best. Oh, my gosh. The best. And we do live minutes away from each other. Our kids have now had cute little play dates, not creepy ones, like real ones. She invited us to her Christmas Eve party. She's just, like, so lovely. You know, she's one of those people who's just so kind of open and vulnerable and comfortable in your skin. And, like, I like her so much. And I feel like I'm at a place in my life where I'm, like, I'm open to new friends. I'm not Drake. Like, I I, I have to make, you know, like, friends in my kids' school. Like, I'm here for them new mom friends. But I really do cherish the old ones. You know, I value the people who I have a shared history with so much more now. And so I'm just really happy to have Wit in my life again. Thank you, Wit. That's it. That's the mid-season bang for the week. Now, we haven't been ending these um, little mini episodes with a song, but I do feel like we have no choice but to end this one with the all-new smash hit of the year. Can we just drop in those guitar strums, technical producer Rob? Yeah. Mm. 
you feel that. Instantly, you feel that. And what it is you're feeling is Natasha Battingfield letting your book begin. Also, my daughter, Romy, waking up from her nap. I can hear her screams. She was like so exhausted after her first work trip, truly, technically, to Palm Springs. So I threw her in her bed to record this. And now I got to go grab her because she is about to throw herself out of her damn crib. I hope you have an amazing week, phonies. This is the last week of January. Honestly, feels like the 12th week of January. To me, at least. Is it not? Has this not been the longest January in the history of Januaries? Or is that just because I haven't been drinking? Evan and I have been doing our first successful, no big deal, so far, dry January. Mostly because, you know, we wanted to not use, like, the binding garments in the photo shoot. We're dry so far. I'll tell you if we make it all the way to February next week. And let's talk next Thursday. Thank you so much for listening. Bye! Friend was created by our mom, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. Phone a Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.